0: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, you beautiful, beautiful people, to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thunmit, we are back in the building. What up, Summit?
1: What up, bro?
0: I, i'm gonna need you to match the energy what up Summit? what's good
1: what up bro how you doing <laughs>
0: i'm so good you come I'm back s- with a tan or what <laughs> i don't think it's possible for me to tan but uh i am back fresh off the boat back from miami feeling refreshed so feeling- tan
1: man no tan
0: <laughs> <Ten>. <laughs> no tan man <laughs> basically yeah man i uh, just got back from miami on sunday night Uh, I was out there for Art Basel, and it was a great time, man. Got to relax a little bit, got to have a good time, spent good quality time with good friends, with good people, met a lot of great people.
1: Nice.
0: It was awesome, man.
1: How was the weather?
0: Oh, the weather was perfect, except for the last day. The last day was like a little bit cloudy, um, but it still didn't rain. It was just a little bit cloudy but other than that sunny and clear skies like for the whole weekend that we were there thursday friday saturday sunday uh, th- till saturday it was great and we had like this really dope airbnb in this condo complex right off of the water like right on the water uh with great views of miami beach uh man it was it was great so shout out to Shout out to my girl Hafsa, half and half. Shout out to Product of Culture. Shout out to Cam from Cooper, Miami. Shout out to everybody that came out to uh, the 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 pop-up shop, the Product of Culture pop-up shop. Shout out to everybody that supported us. It was a great time, man. Everybody that we met out there, it was awesome. We had a great, great time. Good, Really good first experience for Basil.
1: Damn, that's dope, man. There's usually a lot of celebrities right there around that time. Did you see anybody?
0: Tons of celebrities. I didn't meet any famous okay, so I'll tell you a funny story. I didn't see anybody like Drake or Kim or Kanye or anybody like that. We met this one artist that was he was exhibiting in the hotel where Kim and Kanye were staying. Mm-hmm. Sure, that, that was not that doesn't count. But <laughs> <laughs> oh um Saturday night we went to this party at this place called Basement Miami. And I got to see uh, Idris Alba DJ. So that was really cool. That's a celebrity. And uh, I also got to see Diplo DJ. So that was great. Uh, I got to see him up close and personal. And then, um, oh, check this. So at the Diplo party, uh, (laughs) me, Just Raj, a bunch of us, we're all just hanging out. We're just dancing, chilling out, whatever, vibing out. And this really cute Asian chick, like, just walks up near me and starts dancing, gives me like this really nice smile. And I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? Whatever. I'm, I'm being nice. You know, I'm being polite, being very gentlemanlike. And, um, uh, so we're just kind of like trying to talk, you know how it is trying to talk at like a really loud concert. And, um, and I was like, hey, what do you do? Like, what are you doing here? Where? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, I'm from Indonesia. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But she spoke like perfect English. Uh. And I was like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I have this brand. I was like, cool. That's that's pretty cool. That's what I do too. She was like, I also do a little bit of acting. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And um, she goes, follow me on Instagram. And I didn't have any service. So she like typed it into my notepad. And I got home that night, and I was like, "All right, let me check out this Instagram, bro." I check it out. This chick has like seven million followers. She's verified on Instagram. She's like some big Indonesian celebrity.
1: I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Oh shit, that's
0: weird. That's pretty did cool." You follow her. Yeah, I did follow her. Did you get her a the
1: follow message. back? No,
0: <laughs> I'm sad. Why <laughs> you gotta ask me those tough questions,
1: bro? I thought I thought you were gonna like flex that you got a follow back <laughs> no. from.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: What is the point of the story then? <laughs> I, I
0: don't know. Just I thought it would be a fun story to share. <laughs> we had a lot of fun experiences. Shout out to Jasraj, man. My son, Jasraj. He, he's, he's a fucking character, bro. He's such a character.
1: I've been meaning to ask you, do people actually confuse him for your actual son? I have a feeling
0: that now I've told too many
1: people that he's my son. And
0: I've been Instagramming with the caption, offspring. That some people might start thinking that he's actually my son, which is not good. So I probably need to stop.
1: Bro, do you think father-son relationships work the same way, like as regular relationships do? Like it's Instagram official?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not sure. I hope not. <laughs> that would suck for me. Because <laughs> I, I don't can need totally to have a see son people right now. being confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. and maybe I need to go back and change some captions. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's so. He's so like Jalak, like so clever. We went to this one party at this hotel and we're hanging out, whatever, and he was like he's like, yo, I really want to go to this Diplo party. Everybody was like trying to go to this Diplo party. It was like super like busy, super packed, sold out, whatever, like long lines, really hard to get into. So I was like, dude, I don't think we're gonna get in. Like we don't know anybody there, whatever. So he goes, all right, let's try this. So he leaves and he disappears for like 30 minutes. I'm like, where the fuck did just Raj go? He disappears, comes back, he goes, Let's go. We gotta go right now. And I was like, What? What the hell's going on? He's like, We got into the party. I was like, which party? He's like, the Diplo party. I was like, how? He was like, he was like, I just talked to the bouncer here and just like talked to him for 30 minutes, just kept talking about He's like, yeah, we're South Asian creatives. We had an exhibit here today. We got clothing brand. Like he flexes everything that I do for <laughs> yeah. me. Like, I'll never be the guy to be like, yo, you should get me in because I got a brand. Like I'll never be that guy. Right. If I if I don't get in, I don't get it. If I'm not invited, I'm not going. Like fuck it, I don't. I'm not that pressed. So he's like flexing this shit with this bouncer, and that bouncer took twenty bucks cash from him, and he he knew the bouncer at the diplo party so he just texted him and was like yo these two kids are coming let them in whatever and straight up we booked the uber we got there and this guy like met us at the door took us from the side like we didn't have to stand in any lines went straight in he's like go enjoy well, i like yo just fraud yeah. just a fucking plug like what a kid what a damn kid!
1: Yo, he needs to be in New York, bro. That's where he yeah. belongs.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so skimmy. He would belong. He would thrive in New York. But That's yeah, awesome, other bro. than that, did you hear about uh, the banana from Basil?
1: I saw it, but I need to. You need to fill me in on what exactly that was.
0: All right, so I don't know all the details. Like I don't know the artist names and shit. But basically, at one of the exhibitions, uh, this one artist literally duct taped a banana to the wall and it's sold for $120,000. What? Yeah, somebody paid $120,000 for that quote unquote piece. I'm like, is it even a piece if it's off the wall? Like if it's off the wall, it's just a banana with duct tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> it technically needs the quote unquote canvas around it, right? Uh, And some other artists from New York ate the banana. So the banana is now gone.
1: So the person who ate it is not the person who bought it?
0: No, no, no. I don't think so.
1: So who bought it?
0: Uh, We'll have to look it up. If you do Google search, let me do it real quick. Basil Banana.
1: (laughs) And second question, was the person who bought it pissed when the guy ate it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. All right, here we go. It probably has like its own Wikipedia page by now. All right, Brooke Shields is the name of the artist.
1: Isn't? not that know. an actress?
0: I don't know. Um, let's see. Upon the fame, fruit a gallery, blah blah blah. Da da da. Uh, It's by Maurizio Catalan. He's an Italian artist and an absurdist. In 2016, he replaced a toilet at the Guggenheim with a fully functioning gold one. He called it, he called the artwork America. So he's like known to do shit like this. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out who bought it. Three buyers uh It says yes. In fact, three buyers reported two editions went for one hundred twenty thousand before the price was raised to one hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> what?
1: So, question is this: If I take a banana from my kitchen and duct tape it to my wall in my room, mm-hmm. <laughs> do I now have like a one hundred fifty thousand dollar piece of no. work on my on my wall? <laughs> like <No>. I mean,
0: <laughs> nope, not at all. That's the crazy part. Like, we were walking around Art Basel and like it's really hard to decipher who's really rich and who's just like an art enthusiast is like an average person. You know what I mean? Like we walked into this one extravagant hotel and almost everyone there was white. And we're like, holy shit. Like we're so out of place. It's like three Brown people walking into this shit and everyone like, there's people that are wearing, like, sharp suits and stuff, but then there's also people wearing, like, really uh hippie clothes, like, really long, you know, like, corte pajame kind of thing, like, really long things, and they're wearing sandals, and I'm just like, I can't tell if this person is, like, super wealthy or not, but there's, it's a, it's a wild experience, like, you wow. have to go experience Basel, it's like, there's art everywhere, and there's a lot of people that come just to party because the parties are dope. And then there's a lot of people that come just to, just to enjoy like being around art and culture and shit like that. So it was crazy. It was a great right.
1: experience. Damn. I'm, g- I'm glad yeah. you got to experience that as an artist.
0: Yeah, man. It was like, I'm so energized after that. I'm just like, wow, let's do it. Let's fucking do this shit again next year, but do it. Like I want to have like a really nice big exhibition there. So you let's sure, see. Man? yeah let's see let's see how it goes um what else is going on how was your weekend you were in um you were out of town for your friend's uh
1: birthday. yeah it was uh i was out up in the poconos nice i nice. shouldn't say up because it's actually not north but yeah <laughs> um, you were out west i was out west yeah yeah in the P- pennsylvania the pocono mountains yeah it was chill Where man was we that? just like airbnb to house yeah you know, there was, like, I think 16 of us in the house. So, you know, it was cool. It was just chill. Oh, nice. We didn't really do much. You know, we went out, like, one night to go, like, get food. And that's yeah. about it. Did you guys Most... go skiing? No, we didn't do any snow activities. What the hell? Cool, Not even man. tubing? Not nah. even tubing?
0: Really? Damn, it was that weekend, huh? That type of weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just
1: literally just chill and sit your ass and inside and chill with everybody kind of weekend.
0: Gotcha. Damn, 16 people. That's a lot that's
1: crazy yeah it was good man it was a fun time though like you know because sometimes especially as you get older i feel like when you celebrate birthdays you don't want to go out and do like all the crazy stuff all the time so this was like a nice like change of pace a nice like you know change up in terms of how you celebrate i enjoyed it dude that's the other crazy
0: thing is like it's really hard to manage a group that size too like at one point we had like a really large group of people with us and we're and like everyone's on a different vibe. Like some people just want to stay in and relax and, you know, vibe out and chill or whatever. And other people want to go out and, and party and stuff. So it's like really hard to manage everybody. At one point, just Raj and I were like, let's just go. And we left. we were just like, it's just me and you, buddy. Let's do it. Father, son time. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, went, uh, we went to the BET party, which was really cool. Nice. Uh, that was really awesome. Had a good time there there was um there was this other party that we did not end up going to um but it, we had RSVP'd for it it was cool like they in order to get in you had to submit like a photo of yourself and your instagram so i don't know, i don't know if they like actually you know like went through an approval process or if that just like i was talking to somebody about this i was talking to hafsa about this actually today We're going to go on a little bit of a side tangent, uh, talk about business stuff. Um, So this idea of exclusivity, right? Like uh, how exclusivity is really thriving these days in in the retail space. I mean, you've seen like Supreme and Kanye are are two people that have like really exploited that idea and have like capitalized the shit out of it. Right. Uh, Right. Um, But – We got, we were like, yo, let's RSVP for this thing. And when we went to RSVP for it, it was like, here, enter in your Instagram handle. And then it was like, oh, also submit a photo of yourself. And then later on, like a few hours later or the next day or something, you found out if you were, if you, if you had gotten in or not and
1: this was for the BET party or a different one
0: no this was for a different party this was for a a party called you had to be there you had and and they made it so that you had to like submit your cell phones before you went in like you couldn't Mm -hmm. take your cell phones in you had to surrender them or whatever um yeah it was it's supposed to be crazy but like when we walked by there at like 11 p.m there was a line around the block and it got me thinking i was like when you when you add an extra step towards making people feel like they're getting something that that only they can get, like when when you make them feel like they're a part of some sort of exclusive thing, right, it's more likely to convert into whatever it is, whether it's uh, ticket sales or orders or whatever it is, whatever you're doing, right, whatever your business is. Um, we we had the same parallel with Hafsa's website this week. What we did was we put a password on the site and we said the collection from Art Basel is available and here's the password for the website. So, uh, what we noticed was if our conversion rate during the year, normally is like 3%, Mm -hmm. it doubled with the password, meaning that people that felt like they, you know, it was just adding one extra All they had to do was go to the site, which they normally do. But this time they had to enter a password. All of a sudden made them feel like, holy shit, I'm a part of something that not a lot of people are part of. Right. So those people converted twice as much into sales as people who normally come to the website.
1: So you were still just giving the password to everybody?
0: We still gave the password to everybody. Yeah. Got it. She just put it up on her story. But it's like, hey, if you saw it, then then you got to go to it or whatever. Um, right, but yeah, right. that was like a cool lesson learned from, from Basil. I picked that up. I was like, "Yo, that's fucking cool that they do that.
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, Spotify does something similar. So if you're a Spotify premium member, yeah, uh, which I believe we both are, yeah, uh, they send you emails based on you know the people that you listen to, like the mm. artists yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. in town or if they're going on a new tour or whatever, and the tour has just been announced, tickets are going on sale. There's usually like a Spotify pre-sale code now mm, yeah so they'll email you the code ahead of time and then let you know that tickets are going to open at this time on this date you this likely. code yeah you're more likely to be like oh i get i can get tickets earlier than everybody else yep
0: exactly you're more likely to buy tickets if you if you feel like oh only i got this email little do you know like american express is sending out the same email like if, if it's at a stadium uh, like wachovia stadium or some shit they're sending out the same email you know it might be like multiple sources sending out the same giving out the same offer but like it makes you feel special and so you know you, you're more like did
1: you just say wachovia stadium wachovia uh, is that not the stadium in philly anymore no bro it hasn't been that in like years <laughs> really watch over you. Like... we used to joke about
0: that we used to be like hey girl i'm
1: yeah, it's either they walk over you or they watch over you. Watch over you. <laughs> yeah, it's like minute. it's it's been the Wells Fargo Center for like God knows how oh, long. Oh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I just named the first
1: thing. That... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, where is that? But yeah, but that, no, know. that's an interesting model, and I think exclusivity is just a big thing in general, right? People want to feel like they have that exclusive, mm-hmm. exclusive access. Yeah, and that's like one of those things that we've seen. Not just in fashion, but in a lot of different things, right? People always want to be be able to say that they have an exclusive uh, opportunity, or they have like a exclusive access to something, right?
0: Yeah, Clubs, and that's partners, the thing. Like even is. even at Basel, if your event was free and all you had to do was hit RSVP and put in your name and email, you're more you you you're gonna get a shit ton of RSVPs but it's very unlikely that you're going to get a high percentage of turnout because people don't want to go to the one where everyone has RSVP and it's free to get in or whatever. Like it's easy, right? It's like, mm. especially when they're there, they're like, I want to go see the shit that nobody else is seeing. Right. And so places with tickets are converting higher and, uh, you know, having high, higher RSVP rates, higher show up rates, higher show up rates, even, um, people where like like i said like have to enter uh their instagram or something and have to hear back on whether they got approved or not like those places are seeing larger turnouts because you know they make it a little bit harder to to be there right so it was was a good weekend man overall like very good weekend like lots of learning a lot of networking met a lot of cool people um and uh, it was just a, it was a good time. Definitely nice. much needed after after that crazy Black Friday week. Oh my God, I was done. I needed a vacation so bad. Nice. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the Poconos was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was a good time. That's
0: good. <laughs> Yo, did you see? Uh, once I came back, I caught up on some of the ball too. Holy shit, there were some some really exciting games that happened over the weekend. Did you see that um the Niners Saints game?
1: Yeah, man. That was a crazy game. We got a little preview of what playoff football is going to look like this year.
0: Dude, it's going to be insane. I'm so excited because there's actually real contenders this time. <laughs> like yeah. la- and and the funny thing is there's some teams that are like shit teams <laughs> NFC East that are going to make it to the playoffs for no reason. Just like, the Eagles. Just, well, no, aren't they in the hunt?
1: No, I think like, the Eagles will.
0: I think I the Cowboys it, have the spot right now.
1: I guess technically they're both in the hunt, but I think the Eagles will be cl- able to clinch. I'm not sure. I have to double One
0: check. Of, whoever wins the division goes. Like yeah, gets, I mean, gets,
1: I'm a Giants fan. We've only won two games.
0: I'm Yo, <laughs> that game was crazy too. The Eagles-Giants game Monday yeah. night. Holy shit, dude. What a game.
1: Eli made his return.
0: I'm sorry for uh, for the loss, but damn, what a game that was. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was it was a wild one, but it was fun to watch.
0: Jappy was at that game, our friend Jappy was
1: Oh, he was at the game.
0: He was at the game, like in his raincoat and shit with his life and sister in Yeah. He was so sad. She sent me, his wife sent me a selfie. Russell sent me a selfie of all four of them. And Jappy's face is just so sad because it was like when they were losing. I was like, oh my God, that's too funny. He's like drenched, just wet. Sad that the Eagles are losing and probably as hell.
1: It's like a sad music video.
0: Yeah, it was pretty sad. But it's funny. I laughed at it. Yeah. Yeah, playoffs are going to be exciting. I'm so excited for... So excited for Lamar Jackson, man! That's, if he does not go to the Super Bowl this year, I will be upset.
1: Dude, he's got a negative nine hundred or minus nine hundred odds in terms of winning MVP this year.
0: Fuck, that's crazy! Should Which
1: essentially bets? means he's like a lock.
0: Should we place bets?
1: Uh, let's no, talk offline. The, let's talk offline. The payoff for that wouldn't wouldn't be beneficial.
0: Oh, it wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Because the odds are so wide.
1: Gosh. Yeah, I mean, unless you're ruling against him,
0: <laughs> maybe we should. Hey,
1: put a hundred uh, bucks on it.
0: Yeah, put hundred. That that'd be crazy if he doesn't get it. Negative nine hundred.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. Call your bookie. i <laughs> yeah, call my bookie. <laughs> Let's make this happen.
0: <laughs> oh man, wild shit, man.
1: Yo, speaking uh, of wild shit, bro did you hear Did you hear about Juice World?
0: I did, man. So sad that shit happens. I think Sunday morning when we were there.
1: Yeah, uh, R.I.P. And, man.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, Juice World. Such a young kid. So unfortunate. Such a talented dude. I was on YouTube listening to his music, and I looked at the view count. His YouTube video for "Um, uh, Lucid Dreams." Yeah. Is at something like five hundred million views or some shit like insane. Um. But that's so sad, man. He's You put me on to him. Um, and I've been listening to a little bit of his music. Uh, it's that's just sad, man. He's so talented.
1: It's just wild, man, because I feel like... So literally two days before... Mm-hmm. Yeah, two days before. So Thursday. No, sorry, Friday. That morning, I was listening to this one album of his that I really liked that he did with Future that came out a year ago. Oh, okay, cool. So when I went to yeah, like china malaysia and all these places right yeah the album had just come out and that was kind of the album that i was listening to the entire trip
0: right right right.
1: and literally like i was listening to one of those older tracks again like i I thought about it it reminded me of something reminded me of that album right and morning i was listening to it and then sure enough, Sunday morning, I get the news and I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I was literally just listening to his music the other day. Yeah, man. Right? It's just so wild. And yeah. I don't know if you know the story or not of like what happened exactly.
0: All I heard was that he had a seizure. That's
1: it. Yeah. So apparently what happened was he flew private with a, with his friends, his girlfriend and stuff, right? Yeah. And they were... Flying into Chicago because he's he's originally from Chicago, okay. And so he was flying back into Chicago uh, at Midway, and being that he was on a private jet, as rappers normally do, they will bring, you know, drugs, meaning like you know, weed or pills or whatever they want, like whatever they do, whatever they indulge in. Yeah, uh, they will bring that on the private jet because you can't take that on commercial flights, obviously, Right. right? Right. So somehow the feds, FBI, whoever caught wind that he there was oh uh what it was was that the pilot of the private jet had realized that there were weapons on board like people had guns on the flame oh shit and so he called ahead to let people like i guess to notify the uh Offensive police of officials yeah. or whoever that there was yeah. guns on board right yeah so shit. because that of sucks. that he they landed at the airport and The feds decide that they're gonna search his uh, the whole entourage's stuff, right? So as they're going through their stuff, he's got a a whole stash of like Percocet pills that he doesn't want found, right? Obviously, if he's got that much on him, that's an immediate arrest, an immediate uh, no, immediate whatever like jail time or whatever, right? Right. So to kind of I don't know protect himself, he had this idea that he should swallow all the pills. (laughs) oh no and so after he did that while the feds are searching their stuff uh he suffered a seizure he was bleeding through his mouth you know they oh, called them they called god. an ambulance rushed him to the hospital and then pronounced him dead in the, at the hospital
0: oh my god that's so unfortunate that's so crazy
1: and it just like comes back to this whole thing of like the relationship between drugs and creativity and artistry and music.
0: There's so many things that play here. I mean, there's not just drugs and artistry. There's also, uh, you know, the fact that he's black and the fact that, you know, um, if it was anybody else, will the pot and he's young and he's black, not, not just, not just, and he's rich. So young, black, rich, you know, all those things have to go into consideration, especially, you know, so if there's anybody else, maybe if they're you know white or whatever, it might not matter as much to the pilot. But you know, that's crazy. I mean, it's just so unfortunate. I mean, I, I get, I get that. Like that was what what he did was not smart, right? But it's just it's unfortunate.
1: So it's actually interesting because after this all happened, I was doing some reading and research, and you know, just mm-hmm. reading up on who he was and what his background is and all that, as I usually do with artists. Yeah. excuse me and i had read somewhere that he his parents did not let him listen to rap at all or hip-hop at all growing up really they would only let him listen like to rock music so he was like into that sound and then eventually like around the age of 15 he started to get into hip-hop and started rapping and making his his own music and
0: that was like six years ago that's crazy yeah (laughs) <laughs> and and
1: actually he got addicted to codeine and a couple other like oh shit serious drugs when yeah. he was young like around that 15 16 year old age.
0: Yeah. Damn.
1: And apparently he had like an addiction to Percocets and that's really that's what he ended up swallowing. Those are the pills he swallowed before he had yeah. the seizure.
0: That's terrible, man. That's a great like a big loss to the to the to the hip hop community. Yeah. I feel for I feel for him, man.
1: I just that sucks Um, lucid dreams is at 994 spotify plays right million spotify plays right now wow like it's about to hit a billion that's crazy yeah
0: yeah that's crazy um somebody else released an album uh a posthumous album is it pronounced posthumous posthumous
1: Posthumous, yeah who else just released an album xxx tentacion (laughs) XXS, (laughs)
0: XXS <laughs> XXX. <laughs> yeah, he just released the album. Have you heard it? I have not. Okay, I want to check that out.
1: Yeah, I haven't. Know. I haven't been able to listen to that yet because you know I like to give my albums enough play and yeah. enough like you know attention. And there were just yeah. so many other albums that came out on Friday that I haven't really get, gotten around Dude, to listening.
0: Speaking of, fucking Jay Z gave like the world the best birthday gift ever. That shit was oh my god! Such an amazing feeling. <laughs> all his entire discography is now on Spotify. That is a gift from God Himself from the whole, from Ho from Hova himself. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. I've been listening to all the like literally all my favorite albums, all my favorite ta- tracks nonstop.
1: I yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I wasn't as hyped as <laughs> anybody else. You know, because That's I'm because just because like, you
0: probably did you have title?
1: I have, no, no, I don't have title, but I have all his albums on my iTunes already.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I don't use iTunes because let's not let anybody else know that. But <laughs> 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 I, didn't have, I didn't have any of his albums. I literally, I haven't heard his music in so long because
1: right.
0: uh, the last time I heard his music was like, you know, it's either the radio or CDs or, or some shit, you know? Right, right. So, um, yeah, I was really excited, especially like the underrated albums. Like Kingdom Come, there's a lot of fire tracks on there. Um, American Gangster, fire ass soundtrack, fire album. Um, what else? Uh, what's up? Uh, what's it called? Um, Watch the Throne. All those. Watch the Throne is not as underrated, but you get to. You get yeah, yeah. I got to listen to all of those, man. I was so what's happy. Your, what's
1: your favorite Jay Z album, man?
0: Oh man, that's hard. Um, it has to be, it has to be the Black Album.
1: The Black Album.
0: The Black Album, like sh- literally shaped my life. Like out <laughs> Al- I got introduced to the Black Album right when I was getting into college, right when I was leaving high school. Jay Z was like at the top of his game, you know. He only had like what two or three albums out at the time. Reasonable Doubt, uh, okay. Blueprint, and he was like, "Fuck it, I'm retiring" or whatever. And there was like this whole. You know, there was these tracks coming out like Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Change Clothes, so many hit songs on that album. Um, and then you, you started hearing them, uh, you know, on the radio and in the in the school bus and shit. <laughs> and then, um, then he came out with the DVD, Fade to Black. I think we've talked about it before, me and you. Like, yeah. my roommate in college, shout out to my guy, Akshay, he owned this DVD. And one day, I just remember, like, we were, and he's like yo you want to watch this? I was like sure let's watch it. And dude that DVD just changed my fucking life. It it shaped my hip hop career like incredibly. Because to watch him work with producers and and create those tracks and then perform them at Madison Square Garden, like sell out Madison Square Garden. Uh, that shit was just so powerful. I remember, like, and this is also a time like you got to think about it, like 2005, 2009. There's no Netflix. There's no fucking streaming service around. You know, right? You, you either had DVDs and you popped them in your DVD player, or you went to Redbox and you paid a dollar and you got a movie out of there. You know. <laughs> so we rinsed the shit out of this DVD. Like we would watch it; it would just be on. <laughs> uh. So yeah, it. It had a big impact on it. That's, that's my favorite. The second is probably, um, second is probably American Gangster. I think.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's such an underrated album. What about you?
1: I think my favorite is Blueprint. Really? Yeah.
0: What's your favorite track off of there?
1: Favorite track? Hmm. Let me think. So, okay, you know I'm not an Eminem fan.
0: <laughs> you better not say renegade. I'm gonna kill you. I'll fucking <coughs> kill
1: you. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite track, but it is one of the ones I like a lot yeah. on this album, Renegade. Yeah. Just because it was like, it was a great like collab that they they had back and yeah. forth. Um, they killed that track. That was such you know, a dope track. Song Cry was a really deep, so a really deep track. Yes. I don't know if you remember that one.
0: Yep, J. Blige. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic, iconic song.
1: But, you know, Jigga, that, uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh.
0: Was Girls, Girls, Girls on that one too, on Reasonable Doubt? Yep, yep. No, was it on Blueprint or Reasonable No, it was on Blueprint. 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 Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's right. Girls, Girls. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the anthem in high school.
1: Yeah, there was just, I listened to a lot of DMX in high school. And then Jay-Z was more, um, came about for me a little bit. Actually, no. I think I got introduced to Jay-Z before I got DMX.
0: That's because DMX is your neighbor or was your neighbor? <laughs> so you're trying to, try to support your neighbor?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you told the listeners about that, about how DMX lived in your neighborhood and his son was on the baseball team with your brother?
1: No, no, his son didn't play baseball.
0: I thought he did. I thought they just did. went to
1: middle school together.
0: Oh, they went to middle school together. Gotcha. Yeah that's
1: crazy my used to, so my dad is gas stations right so my dad he used to go to my dad's gas stations all the time like, uh-huh. there's some famous guy here He's got, <laughs> like dirt in his fingernails why is he like, so...
0: <laughs> it can only be one guy
1: So i was like i was like oh. and you know like me being the hip-hop fan at a young age and like i'm just like yo next time he comes in can you get me his autograph so my dad literally took like a, a yellow lined piece of legal paper and got <laughs> a big DMX signed in like oh, his wow. head. I was like, yo, this, is the, this looks like the fakest autograph ever.
0: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Do you still have it?
1: Uh, somewhere, yeah. It's sort of somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, what is it worth now? <laughs> Not a damn thing. That's Not so a damn smart. thing.
0: He was an icon, man. He was one of the greatest. Like He's considered one of the greatest.
1: But how many people can say they have his autograph on legal paper, aside from his lawyers? <laughs> that's true aside from the government and his lawyers
0: (laughs) yo he was always in legal trouble like what the fuck like he would literally get out of jail and then news would come out DMX is back in jail he's been arrested again and I'm just like dude come on stop
1: my favorite story was when he tried to impersonate an FBI agent
0: (laughs) what he did that he
1: tried to like steal a car from an airport parking lot and tried to tell the parking attendant that he was an FBI agent. So <laughs> I'm an FBI agent. If you don't open this gate, I'm going to have to run it over.
0: <laughs> we got to stop ragging on uh, DMX before he comes for us.
1: I mean, speaking of DMX, it's almost the season to, to be played that Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer. Reindeer. <laughs> Had a very shine.
0: Shiny nose. What? What? <laughs> this is a <laughs> classic. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to add that to my Spotify playlist. Holy shit. We are going to add. This.
1: Tan Man Jams.
0: Tan Man Jams. Tan Man Jams is doing great. We're at 10 followers on Spotify. So
1: Nice. My 2019 <laughs> playlist is at about, I think, 17 followers.
0: Nice. Nice. I'm catching up. 2019 yeah, you songs. are. Yeah, it's got like 600 plus songs. Everybody that listens to it is like, what the fuck is going on on this playlist? And I'm just like, yo, fuck it. It's 10 Man Jams. <laughs> it's like, it takes you around the world. It takes you through all sorts of different emotions, genres, languages, everything.
1: Bro, my 2019 playlist is so random. Is it? I can't <laughs> yeah. even like send it to people and be like, I take pride in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've got obviously hip hop. I've got R&B. All the stuff that people listen to here. There's yeah. Pugami music, there's Arabic music, there's Romanian hip hop, there's German hip hop, there's Romanian
0: hip hop, French hip hop. Right?
1: I'm like you gotta send me some Romanian
0: hip hop. I think I might I got you. What the hell is Romanian hip hop? That's wild.
1: You know, it's actually funny. Just Raj is the one who put me onto to that. Really? Yeah.
0: There's a thing called Moroccan trance. Have you heard that?
1: I have not, but that sounds intriguing.
0: Dude, it is badass. It fucking it this shit slaps. It slaps, bro. <laughs> this
1: shit slaps, bro. <laughs> Big facts, bro.
0: Big facts. Um, crazy, man. Uh, what else is going on? Um, You want to talk no, about anything else? This
1: post that everybody's been sharing about China. What?
0: I have, and I, I'm I'm guilty of not clicking on it to read about it. uh Have you read it?
1: So here's the thing, right? Everybody's been sharing it. I shared it myself because I think it's like just one of those issues that people need to be more aware of. That's yeah. like happening in the world, especially in a place like China where things yeah, aren't often like they don't get a lot of exposure, especially yeah, like the Western yeah. areas. Fucking so communists. That's why I think it's about been about three or four months. Uh where Vice, you know, you know, Vice, right? Like they, uh, Vice News or whatever, they go to different places. They do investigative journalism. Yeah. yeah. So they went to, they actually went to China one time to go talk about this issue Uh about this Muslim population, the Uyghurs. Uh I I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but it's like the Uyghurs Uh there. There's like a ethnic Muslim community within China that literally is oppressed because, you know they are the minority in the country. There's right. they China for whatever reason as a whole the pop population yeah they just look down on Muslims and anybody who yeah. is potentially Muslim right yeah. But they and I experienced a bit of that when we were there right because we were turbans right. yeah. you know that perception whether yeah. it be accurate or not it exists right and so they treat you as such. But what they're doing in China for, to this community especially is these are Chinese residents they look Chinese but they practice Islam right mm-hmm. and. They're taking their kids, like their young kids, putting them in these special "quote unquote" schools. Okay. And pretty much brainwashing their kids to believe in, you know, whatever the common Taoism Chinese whatever, religion, yeah, yeah Taoism okay. is right. Right. So they're it's, it's they're equating those schools to like concentration camps for children. Oh, shit. Okay. Not that they're torturing the kids. Right, right, right. But they're, they're essentially just, teaching them that all the things that they've known and t- been taught throughout their lives thus far yeah. is a lie, or is is, is illegal, or is this yeah. and that. And for the adults, that you know, they're being targeted by the police, they're being targeted by the government, they're being targeted yeah. by, you know, just their their local people that aren't muslim you know yeah and so everybody's kind of weaponized against this group of people mm. and so now they're being oppressed and it's it's become a huge you know human rights issue it's become yeah it's a huge issue altogether together in, in a, in a lot imagine. of different areas yeah and so i it mean hasn't it seems been getting,
0: like sorry go ahead
1: i was just saying like it hasn't been getting a lot of exposure and yeah you know, it's it's nice to be able to see at least that you know it, as much as social yeah. media media can be superficial yeah there are people who you know, are kind of mindful of all these different events and all these different things that are happening around the world. And, you know, at least, you know, by sharing a post like that, yes, it's not going to help too much. Right. But it's going to break, create more awareness so that when it reaches the right set of eyes or the right pair of ears, uh, maybe somebody can do something about it or look into it or, you know, at least become a catalyst for change in some way. Right. Right. I feel like there's so much hate in this world for any little thing that yeah, man. Any ounce of love is gonna is the only thing can, that can actually break that hate.
0: Yeah, it seems like what they're essentially doing is is kind of like what happened to the six and still happening to the six. It's this yeah, yeah. this idea of ethnic cleansing, and in order oh. to ethnically cleanse a community, uh, the number one or, or the top things that you could do is strip them of religion, strip them of education, strip them of language, and once you do that, you know. The coming generations basically are, are fucked they're lost they're you know they're as good as you know gone um and i actually our our friend azadvir was is here from england and i was having a conversation with him about something similar we were talking we were like in the car and i was blasting some punjabi music and we were just appreciating like you know there are certain things that Punjabi artists can say in Punjabi that just um they just sort of like pluck at our our, our hearts differently, you know what I mean right. like it it just hits differently because I don't know, it's just different like it, it's very hard to explain, and we were talking about how uh language is like the center point for culture, right like without language, you don't have music, you don't have dance. Really. Right. Um, you don't have religion, you don't have so many other things, all you're really left with things like fucking food, you know, like which which is also very important. But right. so like I gave him the example of people that I know that are like kids that are like born here, whose parents went to high school here or whose parents were born here or whatever. They're so far disconnected from the language. That they really don't know what they're missing out on, you know what I right. mean? Like, and that's insane to think about. Um, but sometimes it's systematic, and sometimes it's just um, unfortunate. It's just a, uh, it's just uh, a cause of migration, right? Like when a community leaves its homeland and migrates to a new place, uh, what happens is this process of assimilation, where slowly, slowly, culture dies out one generation after the other, after the other. Right um but yeah man that's it's a very uh (laughs) deep topic and i could go on about it for hours
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it's just one of those things that like you know aside from this topic or this issue specifically that's happening in china yeah there's a lot of things that are happening like this around the world that just don't get the attention or the exposure
0: yeah and even if they do it's just like we're we're the attention span of people or like the sensitivity of people has, has been lost with social media because how, how, you know, as many times as you're going to see, like there was a shooting in Jersey city this, what, this week. No. Um, uh, and there was a shooting somewhere else I heard too. So like there's all this stuff happening and like, how many times are you going to put that emotional toll on yourself to feel sad, to feel bad, to, you know, uh, to sympathize
1: right I think, just, I think you nailed it on the head right it is a desensitization desensitization i don't even know if that's the right word desensitization we're becoming desensitized for sure based on all the you know all this negative thing all these negative things happening around us and that we're witnessing yeah like religious persecution has been happening for years and years and years yeah yet, you know we we say oh okay yeah that sucks that it's happening and it sucks that it's happening to them but yeah. i'm good right i'm chilling over here i'm gonna do my so, thing whatever exactly right? So, how many times can you put up a caption or put up a post that says, "You know, pray for this, pray for that," yeah. or you know, your thoughts are, are my thoughts are with them, or my my thoughts are here, my thoughts are there, like, yeah. To what extent <laughs> is yeah. it like, tr- is it genuine, and to what extent is it just because everybody else is doing it? You know what I mean?
0: Right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, I do believe in the power of viral movements i i do believe that they do have impact i remember i remember back in the day we used to show up to a lot of protests uh especially when bush was in power and there was a lot of anti-war protests and even when uh even uh even like we used to go to a lot of protests against the indian government and stuff like that and i remember a lot of people used to wonder um why, why are you protesting? Like, what's that going to do? You know what I mean? Like, it's not doing anything. I used yeah. to get asked that often, and I was a kid, so I was just like, I don't know. And then I remember asking some of the, like, leaders and stuff at the time, and I was like, hey, like, I get asked this question. Like, what is our purpose as people that are just making noise, you know? Literally out here just making noise. Right. Like, what does it do? And they said that they said it matters less, whether it has direct impact or not um, they said it matters more because the people who are affected by it feel some sort of solidarity. So we really do it for the people who are victims or who are oppressed and their families who are looking for justice and stuff like that. They Mm -hmm. say that when, when they see that people are out, you know, standing for their rights they said that really makes more of an impact um and like making noise does have some sort of impact like it it doesn't have all the impact in the world but it does
1: so yeah i I, I agree i think there's strength now it's
0: all virtual right
1: yeah i was just gonna say like i think it depends on the cause specifically because i think you know like what you mentioned you know there being a voice for you know a group of people that don't have a voice necessarily yeah that's a specific cause, right? Yeah. But I think there's other causes that people speak up for that are just like, there's there's never going to be any progress made on those fronts, right? Mm-hmm. But I do agree, like I mentioned earlier, that there are strengths in numbers. There is yeah. strength in numbers, 100%. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if you're not representing an injustice, or you're representing a, a specific cause where you're not really representing a voice. Yeah. It's about bringing recognition to issues, right? right? If somebody finds that you know this whole pro-life versus pro-choice argument, you know whatever the person, whatever the other side stances, and if they're yeah. loud enough to make that heard, then yeah. you understand where they're coming from too. Right, Whether you right. agree with it or not is is beside the point. Right, right. But at least you understand what the other side of the argument is. Right. So it's
0: crazy, man. The, the world we live in now is so crazy. Um. Like politics and everything has just taken a new, it's taken a new platform, you know, now it's about, and we talked about this on a previous episode about how, you know, politicians can use Facebook ads to like, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, deceive people and stuff like that. So it is a crazy time.
1: 100%. I yeah. think you know, it's one of those things and, and I, I think we should wrap up soon, but yeah, let's wrap I just up. want to like close it out with this thought. You know, there's a age old saying, you know, if you stand for something mm-hmm. or you know, what is it? <laughs> you stand, if you, stand you don't for stand for
0: nothing, you'll fall
1: yeah stand for something or you'll fall for anything right 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 not to be confused with the whole idea of recreational outrage and just standing for something just to stand for something yeah. but something you're truly passionate about something you care about right. something that hits close to home or clits, right. hits close to your heart right because i think there's so much shit that happens in this world that it's so easy to ignore because of how much stuff is happening Yeah, right, yeah. and you know try not to become too overly desensitized or jaded to the ideas yeah. that you know that negative things are always just going to happen and they're beyond your control. If you yeah. decide that you want to give your attention, your time, your effort towards something and make a meaningful kind of impact on something, you can yeah. do it. 100%. Whether it be you know, the equivalent of, you know, a tiny ant or a whole army, you yeah. still have that power.
0: Yeah. Well said, dude. That was really well said. I agree. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Super 2020 guys. My, my uh, philosophy. <laughs> no. Nah i dig it i dig it uh but yeah let's wrap up uh, and um i don't know if uh maybe we'll do an episode next week we're meeting up for friendsgiving this weekend so i'm excited about that yes um that a bel- be very good. belated friendsgiving <laughs> very belated thanksgiving but i mean friendsgiving but uh all of us haven't gotten together in a long time so i'm excited for that that should be yeah, a good time. for sure excited to see our niece yep um But yeah, um, thank you guys, man. Um, I I, I get a lot of people uh, messaging me or if I meet them in person, talking about how they love listening to the podcast. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for for always supporting us. Feel free to share. Huh? Thank you for your patronage. That's a long-standing joke now. So you might have to go back many episodes to find why we say that. Thank you for your patronage. Just to make it Uh, easy,
1: just go back to episode one and then find it from there. Is it on one? I don't know where it is, but Uh, just oh yeah, yeah. You should go back to
0: one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, no, really. uh, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another great episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Dunmit, we're out. Peace.
1: Peace. Classics. Classics.